spectacular play turned in by Bellinger. A remarkable catch by well, Mookie Betts. For Taylor who makes diving catch. And I didn't even need to help. You got this right here. Put the work in. Put the work in. Five all the left. And deep. And the This, this is Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck. Your pregame look at the L.A. Dodgers as we take you to first pitch. Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck is presented by Chevrolet. By New Roads. UCLA Health. Keeping you on top of your game. Children's Hospital L.A. From cold to cancer. We got this. The second eye-popping play. Wow. WSS. For all your footwear needs. Proud partner of the Dodgers. Shakey's Pizza. Get more meal for your deal at Shakey's today. And by your SoCal Toyota dealers. We make it easy. Now your host for Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck. How do you not love him? Tim Cates. Hi, everybody, and welcome in to Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck. Hope you are well on this beautiful Tuesday. The Los Angeles Dodgers, 102 wins on this season. They're your 2022 NL West champs. The Dodgers beginning their eight-game homestand last night with a win over the Snakes. Today, let's play two, a day-night doubleheader between the Dodgers and Diamondbacks. Michael Grove will get the start in game one. First pitch coming up at 12-10. Coming up over the next hour here on Morongo Casino, Dodgers on deck as we lead you up to first pitch. We'll hear from Dodgers manager Dave Roberts. We'll dive deeper into this game one pitching matchup. David Vassay will go one-on-one with Code Red. Dustin May in 30 minutes, your chance to win season passes in the Six Flags Wicked Good Play of the Game contest. Kirsten Watson will stop by shortly in just a couple of minutes. We'll send it out to the booth and check in with Rick Monday and Charlie Steiner. Well, last night, Kershaw was on full display as the Dodgers took the series opener. Clayton Kershaw, six innings. He allowed just one run on six hits while striking out 10 along the way. Did not walk about her through 94 pitches over six innings, 67 for strikes. He was dialed in last night, and so was the Dodgers' offense. They struggled the first five batters, striking out three of the first times up to the plate. However, in the bottom half of the second inning with two out, up came Joey Gallo. And the field tank's full. Gallo with a shot to right field, and he has just given the Dodgers a one to nothing lead. One of those Joey Gallo high majestic shots into the pavilion. 10-15 rows back, his 18th home run of the year. And the Dodgers take a one to nothing lead. 437 feet into the pavilion, his 18th of the season, his sixth as the Dodger, as the Dodgers took a 1-0 lead. Going to the bottom of the fourth, Merrill Kelly on for the D-backs, and the Dodgers got after him. Max Muncy, a one-out double to right. Then Joey Gallo, an RBI single to right center. Muncy scored on an air as the Dodgers took a 2-0 lead. Two batters later, two on for CT3. Diamondbacks with the infield about halfway. And Taylor with a shot to deep left field. It's going to be a long run for McCarthy. It's off the wall. And in play, called a ground rule double now. In the score is Gallo and Lux. And the Dodgers now have a 4 to nothing lead. After review, the call's overturned. Home run. A belly bomb. 
Dodgers five to nothing. Originally ruled a ground rule double after it hit the top of the short wall in left, then hit the stomach of a Dodger fan, came back onto the field. The Dodgers challenged, and it was ruled a three-run home run for Chris Taylor, his 10th of the year. Dodgers up 5 to nothing. Clayton Kershaw in the top half of the fifth inning would give up a run, but that was it. He'd go six innings, the one run, the six hits, 10 strikeouts. Evan Phillips got the seventh. Tommy Canely with a 1-2-3 eighth inning in the ninth. Craig Kimbrell came on, single, hit by pitch, hit by pitch, and then a double play brought in a run and made it 5-2, to two, but he got a fly ball to right to end the game. Dodgers go on and beat the Diamondbacks last night, 5-2. to two. Clayton Kershaw, his ninth win of this season. Dodgers 12-3 against the Snakes this year. They've won 19-20 of 20 at home against Arizona. They're now 102-44 on this season with a chance to add on today in a day-night doubleheader. Michael Grove gets to start in the first game, first pitch at 12-10. And with more, we head out to Dodger Stadium as we say hello to Rick Monday and Charlie Steiner. Guys. All right, Tim, this is game one of the day-night doubleheader, the Dodgers and the Diamondbacks. The Dodgers, of course, have dominated Arizona not only this year. They're 12-3 and against the D-backs. They've outscored them 81-39. to But here at Dodger Stadium, they have beaten Arizona 19 of their last 20 after the 5-2 to win last night behind Clayton Kershaw. The Dodgers begin the day at 102-44. and But we also begin the day with sad news. Death of a friend, death of a member of our family. Maury Wills passed away this morning at the age of 89. Oh, your reflections. Well, uh, a friend indeed, and uh, someone that uh, that really uh, changed the tone of baseball at one particular time. Uh, you know, Maury spent, it was not until his ninth year of professional baseball that he finally came up to the big leagues. And boy, did he make an impact with his legs, with his speed, changed the dimension really of the game to emphasize, look, you don't have to hit the ball out of the ballpark to become a most valuable player which he received that award in the National League. So um, here was a guy that uh, not only played outstanding baseball as a player, then one as a coach, he managed also briefly. But every time I had a conversation with Maury Wills about baseball, I walked away learning something about the game. And one of the things I remember always is that he's a switch hitter, and I asked him once, I said, Maury, it's difficult to have a slump. You hit from both sides of the plate. Did you ever have a slump from both sides at one time? He says, no, never did. But he also was a guy that understood, is that, look, you have to control your own emotions while you play the game. And today we're going to have to control our emotions because we lost a very dear friend. He was the practitioner of small ball. He was not a big, powerful fella. He was able to single, he was able to bunt, and he was able to run, and he would just paper cut the opposition to death without ever needing the big blast. And he did the same thing on the golf course. And he would be, he had this thing also, is that when he beat you, he would have you sign a dollar bill. He had this lovely glass top coffee table in his home, and underneath that glass top were hundreds of $1 bills that had been signed by some of the great names in sports, in politics and really in the music industry. In 1962, Maury stole 104 bases, which everybody knows and remembers. In 1962, that was more stolen bases than any other team and beat out Willie Mays as the National League's most valuable player. We mourn the loss of Maury Wills today. We'll be talking more about the game, obviously, later on in the hour. Dodgers and Diamondbacks, the first of a day-night doubleheader, and uh, we'll be we're it back to you now, Tim. All right. Thank you, Charlie. Thank you, Mo. The Dodgers mourn the loss of Maury Wills as they get ready for a game 
uh, today against the Diamondbacks. A day-night doubleheader. Michael Grove will get the start in the opener, followed by Tyler Anderson, who was just activated off the paternity list in place of him on the roster. Andre Jackson was optioned back to AAA Oklahoma City. Dodgers baseball is brought to you by Arco. Quality, top-tier gas for less. We're off and running here on Morocco Casino. Dodgers on deck on this Tuesday. Coming up, we'll hear from Dodger manager Dave Roberts. David Vasset goes one-on-one with Dustin May. We'll check in with DV, of course, get all the latest from our Dodger insider. We'll break down this pitching matchup in game one and your chance to play the Six Flags Wicked Good Play of the Game contest is coming up in 20 minutes. But up next, we'll hear from Kirsten Watson. So we lead you up to first pitch. Dodgers and Diamondbacks. Uh, thanks for being with us. I'm Tim Cates. This Los Angeles Dodgers Audio Network. This, this is Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck. Dodgers on deck, y'all. On the official home of LA Dodgers baseball. Let's get you into the stadium and out of your car from the In and Out Dodgers Traffic Center. Here's Diana Olea. Vince Scully Avenue starting to heat up getting into the stadium. You're going to see that leaving Sunset Boulevard and past Stadium Way. Stadium Way itself is a little heavy approaching Vince Scully Avenue. Also looking at delays along Academy Road as you would expect. And on the 110 heading southbound, things are heavy just after the 5, staying heavy past the 101. While on the 101 heading southbound, it's heating up from Sunset Boulevard to the 110. That's a look at your Dodgers game day traffic. I'm Diana Olea. Thanks, Diana. After the game, head on over to In-N-Out for classic burgers, fries, and a cold shake. In-N-Out, that's what a hamburger's all about. It's the Dodgers and Diamondbacks. Game one of this day-night doubleheader. Michael Grove, Zach Davies, the pitching matchup. First pitch at 12-10. This is Kirsten's Corner with Kirsten Watson. Kirsten now joins us before game one of this day-night doubleheader as the Dodgers take on the Diamondbacks. And before we get to the game, sad news news today of the passing of Maury Wills, Dodger great at the age of 89. Yeah, really, um, really, really sad news just because of what he meant to the organization. And, you know, we had to we obviously speak with Dave Roberts ahead of every game. And um, I also think just hearing as to what he meant to him personally, he was very honest and transparent that he believes that without Maury, uh, he probably wouldn't be in the position that he is in today and he obviously wears number 30 because of him and he was a mentor he was a friend um and and, and a true supporter of everything that he had done he dave was even kind of sharing us a a really beautiful little story he was saying that you know there was times that even when he was out here playing for the dodgers and uh his coach would come up to him and be like um maury's the back of the dugout waiting for you he has something to tell you and he'd be like go out there and butt the ball okay just (laughs) and just would kind of give him some advice which I I think it's very telling about just the nature of their relationship and how special it was. So, um, you know, it's a a tough day for the entire organization, and I know that we will have a a moment this evening to to honor and to keep him forever in our hearts and in our memory, but um, he's truly in a better place, and... um, that's that's the only mo- that's all you can really take with you whenever you lose someone so special like that. So we'll be thinking about him today, and the team will be playing for him today, as and always, just like they play for for Vince Scully as well. So, um, yeah, a tough day for the organization to hearing the news, but um, you know you have to, you can only hold on yep. to those moments and cherish it. That's for sure. No doubt, Dodger Nation mourns the loss of Maury Wills. There is a doubleheader today. What's the plan for these two games, Kirsten? 
Yeah, so for the first game, uh, the pitching plan will start with that. It's going to be uh, Michael Grove is getting the start. He played well against the D-backs last week, and so he's going to get the start. He's going to be in a situation in which Ryan Pepio, he's that 29th man, so he's going to piggyback him. So uh, we'll kind of see those two guys taking down the game. And then the second game, uh, which well, honestly, just kind of going back to that, allows the bullpen to get some rest. Um, they obviously played last night, and so... That then sets up for the second game. So Tyler Anderson is back, so there is going to need to be a roster move um, for him. He's back from his paternity leave. Him and his wife, they welcomed a little boy named Tucker, which I think is just the cutest little thing. Um, so he is back, so he'll be getting the start for the second game. And then uh, just looking at some of the position players, you've got Gavin Luxon at DH in the first game. Dave said that he really just wanted to get him out there for both games, but not having it too much on his body. So then he'll be in the second game playing at second base uh, and then of course Mookie Betts is down the first game so he's not in the lineup he'll be back in the second game just wanted to get him some rest after starting last night's game so really just kind of a balancing act of keeping guys kind of in that rested but also getting them out there situation JT will be the DH in the second game and then of course you've got you know guys like Freddie Freeman who Dave told us that it was just not even a question worth asking he is going to be out there for both games so <laughs> uh, but you of course you got to have that balancing act when it comes to these guys no doubt about it Kirsten appreciate it great stuff we'll check in with you after the game and in between games in this day night doubleheader still to come here on Morocco Casino Dodgers on deck we'll dive deeper in today's pitching matchup in game one we'll hear from Dustin May but up next we'll get you an injury report and we'll get the pregame thoughts of Dodger manager Dave Roberts it's the Dodgers and Diamondbacks game one of the doubleheader first pitch at 1210 I'm Tim Cates this is Los Angeles Dodgers audio network this is Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck. On your home for LA Dodgers baseball. It's the Dodgers and Diamondbacks game one of a doubleheader out at the Ravine. Michael Grove, Zach Davies, the pitching matchup in the first game today. Second game at 7-10, but first pitch coming up at 12-10. The LA Dodgers injury report. Brought to you by UCLA Health. The official medical partner of your Los Angeles Dodgers, Blake Trinan on the IL, but close to returning. David Price on the IL with the left wrist inflammation. Tony Gonsolin through a bullpen session yesterday. He's on the IL with the right forearm tightness. Bruce Dark Gratterall threw a sim game yesterday with Blake Trinan. He is progressing. He could be coming back in the next couple of days. Yancey Almonte on the IL with his sore elbow. He's in AAA Oklahoma City on a rehab assignment. He, too, is training in the right direction. All right, let's head back out to Dodger Stadium and get the pregame thoughts of the Dodger skipper. Anything else for Dave? Dave, do you think... Other questions for Dave? Dave, can you just describe... Dave, can you talk about the pressure? In the dugout with Dave Roberts. We're going to activate uh, Ryan Pepio. Um, so the hope is that... Ryan and uh, Michael will take down the first game. And uh, and as far as kind of the position players, um, just kind of trying to balance the guys that played last night uh, to give them a later start to not play the first game, to play the second game. Um, I want Gavin to play both games. He'll play second base, second game, DH the first game, so he won't be you know too much on him for one day. Uh, so it's kind of just a balancing act today. Dave, how much of a heavy heart are you going to have today with the passing of Maury? Yeah, um, I found out last night, and um, I know he passed peacefully, and um, I am going to have a heavy heart. Uh, Maury was very uh, impactful to me um, personally, professionally. Um, he's going to be missed, and I didn't get a chance to say goodbye to him, but 
Yeah, this one. This one is uh, tough for me. Um, he was. Uh, he did a lot for the community and a lot for the Dodgers, and and um, he was a friend, a father, mentor, all of the all of the above for me. So uh, this is a tough one for me. All right, there's Dave Roberts talking about the passing of Maury Wills. He died last night peacefully at his home in Arizona. Thoughts and prayers with his family here in Dodger Nation, certainly sending their best out to his family. Down the dugout with Dave Roberts, brought to you by Alignment Health. Get the freedom you deserve with Alignment Health Plan's AVA PPO plan. Visit alignmenthealthplan.com today. When we continue here on Dodgers on Deck as we lead you up to first pitch, we'll check in with David Vasse. It's the Dodgers and Diamondbacks, game one of a day-night doubleheader. I'm Tim Cates. This is Los Angeles Dodgers Audio Network. This is Morongo Casino Dodgers on Deck. On your home for the blue all season long. Dodgers and Diamondbacks, game one of this day-night doubleheader. Michael Groh, Zach Davies, the pitching matchup in the first game. First pitch coming up at 12-10. Joining Tim Cates on Dodgers on Deck. I accept everybody for who they are. This is Dodger Insider. David Bassett. All right, Dave, the news broke a couple of hours ago. The passing of Maury Wills, Dodger great last night at his home in Arizona. It's a sad day for Dodger Nason. It really is. Uh, Maury was such a big person, big personality during his time as a player and later as a coach with the Dodgers. He won the 1962 MVP. He beat out Willie Mays for that award. He was the mouse that roared, as Vince Scully coined. He was everything offensively for the Dodgers in the 60s that Sandy Koufax was pitching-wise for the Dodgers in the 60s. And he, had a, he was part of the big rivalry between the Dodgers and Giants when he played. And I can't say enough about Maury Wills because I knew him, obviously, later in life, mm-hmm. and he was such a great person. He was so good to me, so good to my family. So good to anybody. If you came to Camelback Ranch after they moved from Vero Beach, he still had Maury's pit going on. He was great with anybody he came in contact with. But going back to him as a fierce competitor, going up against the San Francisco Giants, they used to water down the dirt around first base to try to slow down Maury Wills. And one day at Maury's pit, I had a chance to talk to Maury about that. Right, and when you were on the road, those opposing teams, especially the San Francisco Giants, used to water down the area around first base to slow you down. Oh, David, you, you bring him back. <laughs> my, my, my knees are hurting me now already before this interview, and now you're bringing it back. That's right. When that visiting bus coming from the hotel downtown San Francisco, the Dodgers, pulled up at Candlestick Park, the Giants were on the field taking batting practice, and the field was immaculate. The grass was well-groomed, and the, the dirt was dry and nice. We would get off the bus, go into the visiting clubhouse. We are halfway dressed, and somebody would come running in, out of breath. Hey, guys, you got to see what they're doing to the field out there. And the field, well, what could they be doing to the field? The ground crew was standing in one spot for about four or five minutes. No nozzle on a five-inch hose. Watering, starting at home plate, going to first, the second, the third, and back home, watering down the field. Um, and nothing you can do about it. 
but it didn't stop me. No. That's why you kept going. You kept going, and that was such a special summer for the Dodgers in 1962 because even though they watered down the dirt, you still beat out their beloved Willie Mays for the MVP in 1962. Yeah, well, you know, I don't want to be unkind to Willie. <laughs> He's still smarting, you know, agonizing over not getting the MVP. I was surprised, but I guess I must have earned it. They yeah. wouldn't have given it to me if I hadn't earned it. Uh, and it was nice. I, I still had the plaque at home. I'm sure he did, and uh, he was very proud of that award. And we all mourn the passing of a great player, but an even greater person in Maury Wills, Tim. And yeah. uh, Dave Roberts told us he's going to be managing with a heavy heart. In case you don't realize it, he wears number 30 because Maury Wills meant that much to him as a player when he got to the Dodgers. Dave, uh, speaking of on the field today, Dodgers got a doubleheader. Is Freddie Freeman going to play in both games? <laughs> yeah, he is. <laughs> Dave Roberts said he did not even attempt to try to convince Freddie to sit out one of these two games. Mookie Betts, as you already know, will not start in right field, so Trey Turner will be the leadoff hitter and start in the first game, but he will take the second one off. Gavin Lux is going to start in both of the doubleheader games today, and so will Freddie Freeman. <laughs> Dave, brought to you by Ford. Truck Month is here. Get behind the wheel of a Ford F-150 truck and get after it with an available interior work surface. Visit your local Southern California Ford dealer to learn more. In our final 30 seconds here, Dave, Blake Trinan, what's the latest? When's he coming back? I asked Dave Roberts about that today because Trinan threw a simulated game at Dodger Stadium yesterday, and Dave had put the caveat that if he bounced back physically, he could be activated as soon as Thursday. Mm. And I asked him this morning, how did he bounce back? And he said he spoke to Trinan last night before they left the ballpark, and he said he felt good, normal soreness. So things are looking good that Trinan will be activated Thursday in the finale of this five-game series against <laughs> the Diamondbacks. All right, Dave, great stuff today. Looking forward to your conversation with Dustin May. That's coming up in about 15 minutes, Dodger fans, so stay tuned for that. Dodger fans, I do need you right now. I need three contestants. Who wants to play the Six Flags Wicked Good Play the Game Contest? 866-987-2570. You know how the game works. You predict the player in the inning. The most exciting Wicked Good Play will happen, and if you're correct... You're going to win season passes to Six Flags Magic Mount. 866-987-2570. Dodgers and Diamondbacks on this Tuesday. Game one of this day-night doubleheader. I'm Tim Cates. This is Los Angeles Dodgers Audio Network. As we were saying, this is Morongo Casino Dodgers on Deck on the official home of L.A. Dodgers baseball. It's the Dodgers and Diamondbacks. Michael Grove and Zach Davies, the pitching matchup. First pitch from Dodger Stadium. Game one of a day-night doubleheaders at 12-10. This <laughs> is the Six Flags Wicked Good Play of the Game. All right, our contestants are ready to go. Michael, you are first up. Michael, what is your guess? Uh, Trace Thompson in the, in the fifth. Trace Thompson in the fifth inning. All right, good luck to you, Mike. Let's go to George. George, you are next up. What's your guess? I got Trey Turner in the fifth. Trey Turner in the fifth inning. All right, good luck to you, George. Matthew is our third and final contestant. Matthew, welcome. What's your guess? 
Let's go Freddie Freeman in the fourth. Freddie Freeman in the fourth inning. All right, good luck to you, Matthew, George, and Mike. Our three contestants in the Six Flags Wicked Good Play of the Game Contest. A world of fear awaits at Six Flags Magic Mountains Fright Fest. Select nights through Halloween with 14 terrifying haunted houses and dare to enter scare zones. Visit SixFlags.com for spooky deals on tickets and passes. We got only a few weeks left to go before the push for October. The Dodgers Road to Blue October. Los Angeles Dodgers have clinched the number one spot, and they've clinched a bye until the NLDS, which will start on October 11th at Dodgers Stadium. The New York Mets have clinched the division in the NL East. They have a one-game lead over the Atlanta Braves, so they have clinched a playoff spot. The St. Louis Cardinals will be the team from the Central with an eight-and-a-half-game lead over the Milwaukee Brewers. As for the wild card, Three top teams are going to go to the postseason to the wild card round. That'll be the Atlanta Braves, the San Diego Padres, and the Philadelphia Phillies. Milwaukee Brewers still have a shot. They've lost two in a row. They're two and a half games back to go for that third and final wild card spot. The Dodgers are driving towards a blue October, just like Californians are driving to beat COVID-19. Let's continue to stay healthy and strong. Get boosted. Visit myturn.ca.gov to find a booster near you. When we continue here on Dodgers on Deck, we'll check in with Rick Monday as we lead you up to first pitch. Dodgers and Diamondbacks. Game one of a day-night doubleheader. I'm Tim Cates. This is Los Angeles Dodgers Audio Network. This is Morongo Casino Dodgers on Deck. Dodgers on Deck, y'all. On the official home of L.A. Dodgers baseball. Let's get you into the stadium and out of your car from the In-N-Out Dodgers Traffic Center. Here's Diana Olea. I'm Diana Olea with a look at your Dodgers game day traffic. A lot of people are hitting the road to get to the Dodgers game, but there's also a bit of road work set up, so that's a little bad timing into downtown Los Angeles. 110 heading southbound between 8th Street and Olympic Boulevard. They have the right lane shut down. That's supposed to lift just before 1, but adding to everybody getting to the stadium, well, that 110 south loads up just after the 5, and it continues to be heavy to about 11th Street. The 5 heading southbound, well, that's really solid right now coming up on Colorado Street, and everything stays tough to the 110. Northbound side, you are jammed up from right before Broadway and doesn't open up tell Colorado. While the 101 heading southbound, you're on the brakes leaving the 2 and over to the 110. And then Stadium Way is busy surrounding the stadium, as you'd imagine. Vin Scully Avenue, that's tough, leaving Sunset Boulevard getting into the stadium. That's your Dodgers game day traffic. I'm Diana Olea. Thanks, Diana. After the game, head on over to In-N-Out for classic burgers, fries, and shakes. In-N-Out, that's what a hamburger's all about. It's the Dodgers and Diamondbacks. Michael Grove, Zach Davies, the pitching matchup. Game one of this day-night doubleheader. Still to come, we'll get you the keys to the game. We'll hear from Dustin May, and we'll dive deeper into this game one pitching matchup. But first... And now, joined by David Massey, here's L.A. Dodgers broadcaster and World Series champion Dodger, Rick Monday. Rick, doubleheader, that means twice as much of David Vassay with you today. Doubleheader means twice. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the fans are cheering. Charlie Steiner. No, those were not cheers, David. I'm sorry to tell you that. (laughs) Hey, uh, today is uh, kind of uh, Ernie Banks Day, if you will, because Ernie was talking about, yeah, good day for two. Yeah, good day for two. That was fine. But when Ernie started talking about Dr. Pepper, well, Dr. Pepper is 10-2-4. When you have a game starts at 10 o'clock, <laughs> 2 o'clock and 4. Um, no, we're not going to have that. But, yeah, this is this is a great deal. I mean, um, you have a chance to see the Dodgers. How about this Dodger ball club also winning their 102nd game last night and uh, did it in fine fashion on top of it. And for Clayton Kershaw, was every bit of Clayton Kershaw was six innings, one run, just six hits, struck out 10 
and lowered his batting average against it just 206. He has really, uh, he's come on and done some things. Uh, by the way, I listened to your post-game interview with him, and you were double-dipping last night. You were radio and television. I mean, so you have the tie and the jacket and everything else, and then you stooped down to the, to the radio side as well and joined us. I thought it was interesting, a couple of answers that he gave you about facing the Arizona Diamondbacks uh, last night, and his previous outing was over in Phoenix, also against Arizona. And you asked him if it was maybe difficult to repeat one start and then the next start against the, t the same team, and I, I made an illegal lane change when I heard his answer to you. Yeah, the one thing about Kershaw, Rick, you know this, nothing's changed with him. He is going to go with what he believes is the best pitch, no matter if he thinks the hitter's strength is the same. He believes his is better than theirs. Yeah, and he said that he doesn't have a whole lot of tricks <laughs> to change anything. Here's the other thing, too, is it, it is amazing because if you're a hitter, how do you face Kershaw? I mean, he throws the slider higher percentage than he does in any other pitch. Um, the fastball, the curveball, occasionally. He's only thrown 11 change-ups. So, um, you know, th that's not a pitch you're going to be looking for. But we continue to talk about the fact that if he goes no balls in one strike, just a 135 batting average against. Now, that was before last night. That number has now been lowered. But if you're a hitter, you go to home plate, and you're not going to be taking a lot of pitches because you don't want to be behind in the count. Rick, he mentioned one particular at-bat last night, a 12-pitch at-bat against Christian Walker. He said Will Smith called for a curveball early in the count. He shook him off, and Walker fouled back his sliders. And then he finally said on the full count, strike two pitch, I said, hey, what else do I have except this curveball? He struck out Walker. Does that build the trust with Will Smith? I think so. I, I, I think so because uh, there are pitchers, and for whatever reason, it's just more comfortable to pitch to some catchers, maybe versus other. Doesn't mean that they don't like them. Doesn't mean that they're not talented. Just sometimes it clicks better. You know, I think maybe it varies also from one ball club to the other. Who's able to um, to figure out the other team from a hitting standpoint? Sometimes it's one catcher. Sometimes it's another catcher. They're working in tandem. And one thing that the pitcher has to understand, it's not always nod in, in agreement. Sometimes you need to shake your head and say, no, I'm not going to throw that pitch because would you rather have maybe the wrong pitch, if there is such a thing as a wrong pitch, thrown with 100% conviction or have the right pitch thrown with about 60% conviction? You want full conviction. That's what I've heard from pitchers. Today's Dodger game plan is sponsored by California Community Colleges. Create your game plan for life with a college education. Enroll today at ICanGoToCollege.com. Here's another game plan. With the victory last night for Kershaw, you know, the Diamondbacks have not won a game started by Clayton Kershaw at Dodger Stadium since June of 2013. It's quite a run especially with a team that's in the same division, and you play them, what, eight times in your home ballpark at the least? Yep. That's pretty impressive, Rick. Yeah. We're seeing something special, and that's why I try to remind everybody that don't take this for granted on a day like last night where Kershaw's pitching. Yeah, and with the, the 10 strikeouts, I mean, he lowered his ERA to 2.39, and again, the, uh, the batting average against is uh, barely 200. It's at 206. Uh, here was the other thing I brought up. In Kershaw's career, who has the highest batting average against him with a minimum of 30 at-bats? Kind of surprised me who it was. Dexter Fowler. Hmm. In his career, he hit 392 
Who is second? Well, he's going to be here at Dodger Stadium on Friday night over the weekend. Albert Pujols in his career against Kershaw is hit 361, although Pujols has never hit a home run off of Clayton Kershaw. Well, Kershaw's next start is against the Cardinals this weekend, so see, we'll see. Kind of a sneak preview there, David. With Pujols on the verge of 700 see, career home yeah, runs. Yeah, he's had a remarkable season. All right, Rick, you've had a remarkable season, too. Thanks yeah. a lot for the time. Who stole the tie, by the way? <laughs> I'm back with the blank canvas with you, Rick Monday. <laughs> I'll pass on comment. <laughs> we'll send it back to you in the studio, Tim. <laughs> Double header with me and Rick Monday and Charlie Steiner. Good day for two. Big win. <laughs> All right. Thank you, guys. Dodgers baseball is brought to you by Shakey's Home of the Original Pizza, Chicken, and Mojo's. The triple play of flavor on game day. Hey, let's play two. Feed the group for about 10 bucks a person only at Shakey's. Still to come here on Dodgers on Deck, we'll get you a preview of this pitching matchup. That's still to come. We'll also get you the keys to the game. But up next, DV goes one-on-one. -on -one. With Dustin May. So Dodgers and Diamondbacks, the first game of a day-night doubleheader. I'm Tim Cates of Los Angeles Dodgers Audio Network. This is Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck. On your home for LA Dodgers baseball. Looking to sell your junk car? Jose Mora here. Pick your party of Southern California's leading car buyer paying top dollar for your vehicle today. Call 800 962 cars and let Pick Your Part hit a home run for you. Dodgers and Diamondbacks, Michael Grove, Zach Davies, the pitching matchup. Game one of this day-night doubleheader. First pitch in game one coming up at 12-10. Opening weekend of the autumn racing meet at Santa Anita Park kicks off Friday, September 30th. Watch the top horses punch their ticket to the 2022 Breeders' Cup with new events and experiences at the Great Race Place. Tickets at SantaAnita.com slash events. Still to come, Rick and Charlie will get you the keys to the game. We'll dive deeper into this pitching matchup. But first, David Vassay. And now, what will likely be Vassay fielding insults from a Dodger player. It's an engagement of endearment. This is high and tight. It's doubleheader day today at Dodgers Stadium, but on Thursday it's going to be a big day as well as we celebrate Dustin May and his comeback on bobblehead night for Code Red. Thanks a lot for the time, Dustin. Appreciate it. Oh, yeah. Thanks for having me. Are you excited about this bobblehead? I feel like players, it's not a championship ring, but maybe uh, a step below. Yeah, uh, <laughs> definitely. It's something to just have the family out and enjoy, uh, enjoy them being here with me and enjoy the moment. When you saw that they were going to have a bobblehead day for you, were you a little surprised? I mean, I, I just mentioned to you they must have been very confident in you that you would be back. Yeah, no, I was I was really surprised in spring training when I found out that I was having one. Uh, it was it was definitely a, a shocker, but I mean, I it, I feel like it's super cool to be honored in that way, and I'm excited for the night. Have you had a sneak preview? Sometimes the bobbleheads look like the players, sometimes they don't. Where does this fall on the spectrum? I would say it's pretty close. <laughs> I uh, I saw it unveiled a couple of weeks ago, um, and I thought it looked really good. The hair has got to be the number one thing. Yeah, no, it, it's it's definitely on there. It, it, it looks good. So what's the update on the hair, Dustin? You told me you haven't cut it since high school. Did you give it a little trim? Yeah, no, I give it a trim at the end of the year and right before the season starts uh, just to kind of let it go throughout the year. How do you feel out there on the mound? Forget about the hair, forget about the bobblehead. Do you start to feel like yourself recently? Yeah, uh, the more that I've gotten out there and the more that I've just kind of got my feet back under my yeah. under my body out there uh, it's it's definitely starting to feel more natural and more normal on the mound your job is to get outs and you're in the heat of the battle competing to get those outs do you still have to keep in the back of your mind that this is still a process 
Yes and no. Uh, I mean, I went through the rehab and I, I got cleared and I mean, I don't have any I don't have any residual stuff, so I mean, I'm I'm going out there and doing what I can every every time that I'm able to. So there's really no reason to uh, look at it as like a build up anymore. Like I'm built up, all I got to do is just go and do what I do now. Not as far as build up, but other pitchers that have gone through what you have. Say you're back on the mound, you're healthy, you're built up, but the feel for your pitches sometimes takes a process to get back to where you want it to be. I would say throughout the rehab process yes uh, but I feel like for me at this point that I, I feel like it's pretty close to where it, it should be I just for me I just need to be able to go out and repeat and do what I should do has your bullpen uh, routine changed in between starts has anything in between starts changed since you've come back uh, I would say it's pretty similar to what it was before um, nothing nothing too too different but there are probably a few things that i do differently but i honestly i couldn't tell you the differences but i'm sure there are a few different dustin may is our guest just in front of the first game of this double header i talked to clayton kershaw in san diego he told me he didn't tell me the specifics of the conversation you guys had in the dugout after your start there but he said he just offered observations when a player of his caliber takes interest to share his observations, it seemed like you were really listening. Yeah, no, anytime that a, a guy of, of his stature comes to you and tries to talk to you about some things, I mean, it's probably in your best interest to listen because he's been in the game for so long and he knows the ins and outs and everything. But it was it was definitely cool to, to have him come and talk for sure. He's so big about reading the hitter's swings. Yeah. Are you at that point of your career where you can see what the hitters are doing as far as pitch-to-pitch, swing-to-swing? I would say that I'm at a way more advanced spot than I was before surgery. Um, just being able to kind of slow the game down and like interpret things in and out of it and try and figure out ways to maneuver in situations. Um, I kind of I feel like I grew a lot through the rehab process in my like mental side of the game and like understanding um, but yeah I mean anytime that you can have somebody like him come and give you a pointer it always helps that's got to be special too that he actually cares enough to want to share something with you yeah I mean we're teammates I mean we're, we're trying to we're we're going for the same goal and I mean it's anything that we can do to help each other we might as well help the first thing that came to mind was you were speaking the same language Texan <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Thanks a lot for the time. Congratulations on being back, and I'm really happy for you that you get a night to be celebrated because Dodger fans are very excited that you're back, and I know your teammates are as well. So congratulations on all the work you've put in to be back at this point. Yeah, thank you for having me, and I'm excited to be back. By the way, before I let you go, you got a blend of Texan and California with your sunglasses. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I, I kind of like this vibe. It's, it's kind of the Cali vibe, but uh, it's nice weather, but it, I'm definitely a Texan. All right, Tim, he's a Texan at heart, but Los Angeles loves him. Dustin May and his bobblehead night will be Thursday night. You don't want to miss it. Be here at Dodger Stadium. We'll send it back to you in the studio. All right. Thanks a lot, David. Thank you, Dustin. Great stuff. Check out the bobblehead night coming up. Dodger fans, when you need the very best care for your child, go to Children's Hospital Los Angeles, ranked number one in California for pediatric care. Find the right doctor at chla.org. Leading you up to first pitch, Dodgers and Diamondbacks. Game one of this day-night doubleheader. Up next, we'll dive deeper into this pitching matchup. I'm Tim Cates. This is Los Angeles Dodgers Audio Network. This is Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck. Oh, 
battle for the blue all season long. Dodgers and Diamondbacks, game one of this day night doubleheader. First pitch coming up at 12-10. And now, before the Dodgers hit the diamond, we look at the pitching matchup. Presented by your Southern California Toyota dealers. New vehicles like Slake New Camry is arriving daily at your Toyota dealer. To see all offers or find a dealer near you, visit toyota.com. Michael Grove gets the start. 25-year-old right-hander. Started the season in double-A, then went to triple-A, making his fourth start in the big leagues. Fifth appearance overall. His last start came last week. Five innings, two runs, two hits, both solo home runs. Struck out four and no decision against these same Diamondbacks. Zach Davies goes for the Snakes. 29-year-old right-hander, two and four, with a 406 ERA, making his 25th start this year. Last time out, five and a third innings, two runs, four hits, four strikeouts, and a no decision against these Dodgers. Dodgers and Diamondbacks, it's game one of a day-night doubleheader. First pitch is 15 minutes away. I'm Tim Cates. This is Los Angeles Dodgers Audio Network. As we were saying, this is Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck on the official home of L.A. Dodgers baseball. Dodgers and Diamondbacks, game one of this day-night doubleheader. Michael Grove, Zach Davies, the pitching matchup. Dodgers baseball is brought to you by Metro, celebrating the real MVPs of Los Angeles, our bus operators. Remember to thank your driver. First pitch coming up at 12-10. Before that, let's head back out to the booth for a final check-in with Rick and Charlie, guys. The Dodgers' magic number is now down to 10 for home field advantage throughout the postseason. There are 16 games left, only three on the road. The Dodgers have won four in a row after their 5-2 win last night over the Arizona Diamondbacks. And this afternoon, the Dodgers have Michael Grove going out on the hill. Yeah, and uh, this is really kind of a rematch of what we saw last Wednesday over in Phoenix as Michael Grove face Zach Davies. Same two guys are on the mound this afternoon, and both received no decisions in that game. For Grove, his fourth start, he's made one relief appearance with the big league level. He went five innings in that start Wednesday against the Diamondbacks. Two runs on two hits, gave up a couple of home runs. Identical numbers almost to Zach Davies, who was started against the Dodgers on that Wednesday. He went five and a third, two runs on four hits, and like Grove, gave up a couple of base hits and a couple of home runs as well. Will Smith and Trace Thompson went back-to-back in the home run department. So for Davies, one of the things he does, good changeup. The Dodgers, yes, they want to hit the fastball, but stay back and adjust to the off-speed pitch. So the Dodgers have won 19 of their last 20 against the Arizona Diamondbacks here at Dodger Stadium. And the top three in the lineup, Mookie Betts, he's got seven extra base hits and 16 runs scored against the D-backs this year. Trey Turner's got a hitting streak now of 16. He's hitting 333 against Arizona. Freddie Freeman, who leads the major leagues in batting average, happens to have a 321 average against the Arizona Diamondbacks, so the front three for the Dodgers. Certainly to loom large today in the first of this day-night doubleheader. Dodgers and D-backs, lineups and first pitch coming up. All right, we're off and running now. It's game one of this day-night doubleheader. Michael Grove, Ryan Pepio, we expect to see at some point today as well. Zach Davies goes for the Snakes. Dodgers looking to get to win number 103 on this season. Currently 102 and 44. Dodgers, D-backs, first pitch. Game one is next. I'm Tim Cates. This has been Morongo Casino. Dodgers on deck on the Los Angeles. Dodgers Audio Network. Enjoy the game, everybody.